You are now listening to Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. Castle Black is created by the For All Nerds team and is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana Keen Jones, and Portia Patterson. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin. Castle Black by For All Nerds is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, website, and more are independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Castle Black. So this is the seat of the Night's Watch. in all the realms, Castle Black. It is your host, Tatiana King-Jones, also known as Toffee Baratheon, also known as a girl who has no other nicknames, but I do have one more other nickname this week, Three-Eyed Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. And as usual, we are here every week to give you the best of Game of Thrones. This week, we are recapping season three. But before we get into the details there, I have to introduce the rest of the hosts here, and that is... Your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Ben High of the Means, the redemption of Rickon, <laughs> Draco Yargarian, Uncle Benjamin's Rice and Peas, A Man Has No Shame, The Iron Price is Right, Butcher of Names, The Filet Man, Catch Him the Hash, Voice of the Urban Geek. <laughs> like, I had to be quiet for a minute because I'm still trying to process. The filet well, man. Well, filet, that I heard. You used that before in the past. I'm, no, I'm just trying to go back. You said something about Uncle Benjamin's rice. That's <laughs> Uncle Benjamin's rice and peas. That, wow. <laughs> no, there was another one. It was like oh. around that one. And I Draco just, Yargarian? No, no. The I'm, Iron Price is Right? Yes. Try. Okay. <laughs> before we start arguing about these nicknames, we got one more host to introduce. That is... Hi, everyone. This is Portia Patterson-Hurst, a.k.a. Um, the Maester of Disguise, a.k.a. the Three-Eyed Ravenclaw, oh. a.k.a. Oh. Lady Mary Jane yes. of Highgarden. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very good. I like that one. We got we got two ravens in the house. Mm-hmm. And of Highgarden. I just got that extra play on words right yeah, there. Very yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. Very well done. Um... Before we go any further, though, can I just say one thing? We know we we got a comment on our SoundCloud. Oh, Thank God. you to all the subscribers on our iTunes, on SoundCloud. Uh, where else are we at? Spotify. We're literally everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, There's pretty much. There's no reason you cannot find us. If you're trying to figure out, well, where's the Castle Black podcast? Mm-hmm. You have to subscribe to For All Nerds. There we go. That's number one. A lot of people have been asking that. Look for For All Nerds, whether as Ben Amin says, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever the case may be, Apple Podcasts, look for that. You'll find Castle Black. Wherever you're listening right now, hit that subscribe button. It's as easy as that. You know, pretty much. Unless somebody downloaded this, bootlegged it or something, and gave it to you. Don't treat us like Netflix. Like, you can't have one person got the password, and then you just go and copy it. Like, no! 
Download your own copy. Yes. Subscribe to us. But yourself. also tell your friends. If yes. your friends are confused, explain it out. Fan bros. Well, oh, 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 money in the tip jar. That's yeah. my bad. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that's a go. reference a lot of people won't get unless they're already subscribed to Four yes. All Nerds. And then they might get that. But, you know, if not, make sure you're subscribed to Four All Nerds so you can get the Castle Black podcast, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. So what does this comment say that I mean? Shout outs to everyone leaving comments, everyone sending in questions. We'll get to some of our questions later on. But we got a comment that said, you know, speaking about our AKAs, they said, what is WTF? Is this some kind of Jesus and Miro want a bees? Want to bees is my favorite part of it. Shout out to all the want a bees out hashtag there. Hashtag want to bees. Hashtag um, want a bees. Hashtag can want time to be. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> so, first and foremost, shout outs. Sal- shout out, salutes, all that to Deezus and Marrow. The brand is strong. Always. If y'all knew anything about us, y'all know they fucks with us heavy. Y'all would know that they were one of. Our first guests years mm. ago. I mean, we was back before everything. Before everything, before their podcast, before their shows, before everything. On, uh, I want to say on their final episode, right around the time they ended their deal, before they got the big deal from MTV. We know, we know. They were on MTV at the time, oh, right? Oh, or did yeah, they no, just no, start? no, no. Even before that is wow. when they were on our show. But when they ended their deal with you know that one Showtime. network, no, oh, oh. yeah, and got their you know the, and, the, the name the network that will not be named, yeah, yet. and got that new bag, yeah. But I, I they mean, shouted us out as years. one of the people who was there from the beginning. Yeah, we've been forgetting. So so let's let's put that on the table. Yeah. And I, it's clear that you do not know our history, so I'm gonna spell it out for you. That's number one. Number two, we've been doing this. Yes. We've been doing this AKA stuff for since inception, since before I was here, since before everything started. So it's not biting, it's not news, not none of this other stuff. There's no Ken Watanabe's here. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Want to want to bees, or whatever you said. Yes. Uh, want to bees. And thirdly, don't you ever in your life oh. fix your face or fix your mouth to ever say that we are or want to be of anybody. Mm. We are the original, continue to be original, continue to do what we do on our own path the way we like it. So if you are confused about anything, always hit us up. You, know, you ask the question, I mean, but don't presume. <laughs> that, they did kind of hit don't us up. Don't assume. You know, they did hit us up. That you wasn't know. a hit us up. That, that was, was an accusation. That was, <laughs> that was the, a call out. That, yeah, they were shooting. That was a bar. They were like, that was I an mean, accusation. Yeah. And um, I, I, I take uh, umbrage to that. Umbrage. Umbrage. I like that. I that's that's a real Game of Thrones word right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of people take umbrage in season three <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Let's get back to that. <laughs> you know, before we, like, like don't get me mad. Like, before I, we get out of hand here, you know. I'm going to throw the whole dictionary at top in a minute. <laughs> umbrage. But, yes. you know, I, I'll, I'll chill. Um, thank you for listening. Yes, very much so. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a comment. Even if you want to call us out and have us take umbrage with it, we're down for that. You know, whatever. We love everything. Hate, love is all the same thing, folks. Uh-huh. Um, don't get it twisted. Yeah, and <laughs> who knows? Yeah, you know, we <laughs> talked about this on the For All Nerds show this week. The Game of Thrones trailer that dropped. Yo. Yo. 
Um, I know you lost your damn mind. Yeah, facts. Like all the way, pressed every key on the keyboard when he was trying to express his his excitement and 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 confusion and and everything. I wasn't between. ready. You word weren't. Up. Yeah, word up. I didn't know. It just dropped out of nowhere that morning. I was like, what? wait, what? Trailer? Oh, let me watch this. This, this ain't gonna be nothing. Nah. <laughs> Portia, Portia, what did you think about the trailer? I think I, I got really lucky because um, I felt somewhat like the master of whispers. I was watching. Um, I I saw some like things going on in the fan communities for Game of Thrones, and it was like Trey's supposed to be dropped today on Good Morning of America, and I was like, "Word!" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Watching out!" Um, it, I saw it, and I was watching it on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I am so ready! Like, just give me the season. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Every single episode, I'm here. Um, I don't, I don't think there's anything in the trailer that made me feel like, do I want to think about this a little bit more?" Uh, do I care who's gonna like who's gonna do what this season? But like literally, Arya just running away, looking like oh, like in fear that she's never had before, had everybody on Twitter freaking out. Like, where is Arya? Who's got Arya? <laughs> what is going on? There's so many theories. I was I really appreciate seeing like the photos of everything kind of like in the light because yeah. I'm ready to find out like who Thank has you. Arya like scurred. Was that the most exciting part of the trailer for you? Yeah, probably. So not the two dragons standing over <laughs> dead bodies and bones with Daenerys and Jon, I mean, the cousins or whatever the fuck they are. Dragons are gonna point. do what they're gonna do. Do you like Drogon? Whenever he was even a medium-sized dragon, was killing like sheep. Yeah. And so and like little children. I so mean, who knows? Pork like, chops and applesauce, like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean that. I mean I just named it. That was my most exciting part. But to your point. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about Arya. Arya has always been my favorite, and I'm I'm concerned, particularly because the the talk is, what is she running from? Um, is she running from people who, when as you said, they when uh, they actually lit up that scene, it's very dark. When you lit it up, there's two men behind her that you can't discern who they are. But the point, the the talk is, are they running with her, like away from something larger? Or are they running chasing her? Mm. You know what? And then to your point, Ben, what is chasing her? What is going on? Mm. All of this, and yeah, no, I, I was excited about everything in it. Like the keys. I said, I was oh. the keys, <laughs> Sunday oh. and and Grey Worm, the mm. keys, keys, nigga. I feel like they've already kissed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, this ain't the first time. But yeah. this was nice and romantic, I guess, because it has been so much, so long. For me, it's always for a show that's straight up so much about death and mm. violence and negativity, and then to have that kind of warm spot there, it was like, oh. And that's funny, which leads right into our season three uh, recap, because I was talking, I mean, I was reading about something today about the Red Wedding. There's a great oral history of the Red Wedding episode online. I think it's from Entertainment Weekly, where you can read it and everyone, they talk about all the actors and director and producers and writers all talk about what went into making that episode and you know, what happened there and how it was shot and everything. So, yeah. And they also talk about how you have a moment like that, which is what you said, horrible, everything just, Trash. you know, everything's bad. But then earlier in the season, you have a big moment with Daenerys where it feels like, yo, look at all this. And we're going to get into exactly what that big moment was in a second. But, you got to never talk about that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, um, oh, no. yeah, you speak Valerian? Wow. 
<laughs> but, you know, we speaking of Daenerys and women, it is Women's History Month, and we had the season two poll. Mm. Yes. Let's bring On that our up. Twitter, at Castle Black Pod, which you should be following. Also, the Instagram, at Castle Black Pod, which will be popping again very soon. But right now, we're on Twitter, mm-hmm. Castle Black Pod. Make sure you follow. We have a poll for season two. And how did that poll go down? Well, first off, um, led by the gracious Ravenclaw leader, uh, Portia, the first one was about who was the best female character that was introduced in season two. Mm. And I totally agree with this. Winning with a resounding 70% was Brienne, yep. followed with a paltry 22% from for Marjorie. Even less Melisandre, the Red Lady, or whatever you want to call her. Damn. 7%. And then with a minuscule, you pretty much could barely measure it, Shay with 1%. Oof, the hate is real. Why does everybody hate Shay so much? I don't know. Because <laughs> rewatching it. Is it that you, is it so much hate or you just don't care? I feel like it's probably, you know what's coming. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, at this point, you've if you've already watched Game of Thrones, yep. you know what's coming from her. And you're like, I don't even with it. You yeah. know what? I don't yeah. even care. As, as we said uh, a couple weeks ago, as I said, it's not her fault. It's what they decide to do with her. Because right. rewatching it, I'm now into uh, season four of my rewatch. And it just... It's like Shay, re- Shay has like got a string behind her back that they pull, mm-hmm. and it's which line is this? You know, like which line comes out of her mouth when yeah. she pulls it? Because it's the same ones over <laughs> and over again for like a season. Yeah. It's kind of like Theon's, you know, for season three just has a lot of streams. That every time they pull the string, you know, we'll get into that too. I mean, she's yeah. just kind of faded to fail. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The writers, yeah. uh, they don't do much with her. I mean, but her character is faded to fail, and just how she is even her, the, her arc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bad ones. Next one that was up was, which of these new women of season two did you love at first sight? Winning was Egret with 53%, followed by Yara Greyjoy, right? Is that the Greyjoy? Yeah. Uh, Talisa and Gilly. Um, 100% agree, once again. I fucks with Egret heavy. That's another spicy white woman that I fucks <laughs> with on a show. She don't take shit. Oh, you know me and redheads. Um, yeah, Man, you love redheads. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to Jean Grey, folks. Yeah. Well, well Melisandre's a redhead, right? Yeah, but she, I mean. <laughs> yeah, everything You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, oh, she went to that voodoo. I mean, she went to that voodoo. if I got to make the choice that. between, you know, okay. Egret. And is it because you know what she looks like with her necklace off? No, it's because you know I know what she. Really she I know, like I, because I know what comes up out of that. that I'm she, not trying to she get. She want that makeup transformation. <laughs> she be doing that makeup transformation on YouTube. No, 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 no. I'm not worried about that. I can deal with it. You just keep the thing on and we Don't straight. Come. I'm just okay. talking about you know. I'm not trying to go up in when I've seen what comes out. Oh, oh, you mean the shadow masters? <laughs> you know, it's like you got to make. You mean death? You got to make choices in life, folks. You know. Like, you mean like? That's all I'm saying. I mean, Shadow Monster doesn't come for Stannis, and he's the one who has sex with her. So something else comes for Stannis' fault. It doesn't all turn out. You gotta mean, make choices in life. Birth. Look, look, you know, Jon Snow was reborn after he had sex with Yigri. You know, um. Okay. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> listen. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Um, it's funny. We still don't know what brought him back to life, folks. Before I move on to the next poll question, I do want to mention. 
It's funny that Gilly, <laughs> Gilly was there. Oh, that's Gilly my lost. Theory. She got Gilly is the very last person. She only got nine percent. And it's oh. interesting because I remember very distinctly we were calling her stupid for no, quite, no, for, no, no. We the, said that she's not as no, dumb as she No, on the Twitters initially oh. we said that she was stupid. Oh. And and I'm like why? And then we would tell people, well, she's actually not because yeah. I'm like why? Because you think you, she's stupid, but mm-hmm. she's not. Mm-mm. She she's she's very competent. It's just that maybe the way she, her her philosophy in life. But see, very I feel like once again, like if you know where you know where Shay is going, then yeah. you should know where Gilly is going. And Gilly is the one who puts but him on it. game. Gilly flipped it for yeah. me, right? Because I thought I'm like, oh, Gilly done. <laughs> no, but she wasn't. She she got her. Not for Gilly, you know. I thought uh, Gilly my man would done. still be banging his uh, aunt with no worries. Um, next question. <laughs> Without Gilly, Sam would be dead. So that's, that. that's what I'm saying. Yes. I thought they'd be done data, but apparently not. Um, which first lady of her house worked the worked a nerve the most in season two? <laughs> Caitlin Stark, um, day drinker number two. But she she won with 74 percent, followed by Cersei and then Daenerys. Day so drinker. just to clarify, when you say uh, Portia, when you said worked a nerve most, what do you mean? Um, literally worked the nerve. Like, who are you? Like, every time you saw her on the screen, you were like, oh, can she just Go shut away. her mouth yeah. and just walk away from the situation? Because I don't want to see her right now. Take a long walk of a short uh, doc. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Well, Agreed. <laughs> who the others on the list? Caitlin, Cersei, and Daenerys. Yeah, Caitlin got that. <laughs> <See? laughs> Moving on. There's no see, question. See. Yeah. Uh, which male character new to season two should have always had guest rights. Uh, Jaquen, Sir Davos, Padrick, or Salador San. Simpson Salabim. Um, Padrick won. <laughs> Trying to get the pipe. <laughs> Padrick won with 42%. <laughs> followed by Sir Davos, Jaquen, and then Salador San. Remind me who Salador is. Oh, He's the pirate. He's oh, Davos' he's, friend. That's why I don't know who that is. Well, how, much, how much did he there's get? Two did black he men, there's two black that's men in the show so far, and one of them's a pirate, and right. the other one's the one who the lives in The pirate, I barely remember. The, the, did he catch the L as well? No. no he's or still did, oh, that's right. He's the one where we like we don't know if he's ever going to pop up ever again. My man know. had yes. one of the greatest lines in Game of Thrones history. He said, men search all over the world. They talk about this one true God, this one true God. I've been all over the world. You know what the one true God is? Between a woman's legs. He did say that. Boom, doom, doom. I mean, money. And that's why you've never seen him since that. Because my <laughs> man knows the truth. His name is Bennett. He's that's not That's why you have it. not seen this man literally for six years. He went years. on to pray to the one true God. Six years. Um, but yeah, Patrick won that one. Uh, I was slightly surprised by that one. I thought that Jockin might have um, won because he was such like he came in like mm-hmm. with like he came through like everyone like was like oh like, you were not expecting for that character to be a thing and then he pops up and then I he immediately Jockin. is yeah. just like winning. Yeah. I was really surprised that Podrick got it over him, but I think it may also just be no. you know where Podrick ends up and, and so and trying to get the pipe <laughs> <laughs> and then more the words of J.R. Smith. And see, see, even though, and, and I mean that's in later uh, seasons. Even though Jack Jockin becomes a little questionable, way too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that the whole in, the intro and, and and what he was oh, about, I was man. with it. Yeah. I was all about it. Yeah, also, season two. That's all about my girl Arya. But um, next one was which Game of Thrones season two arrival should have paid the iron price? Zaro, <laughs> the other black guy, um, Balon Greyjoy, Pat. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Pyatt. 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 Pyatt, Pyatt, and Stannis. Guess who won that one? Black who guy. should have played it by her the black guy. 
I'd, I voted for Balon. You voted for Balon? Hell yeah, yeah. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> I would probably always vote for a great joint no matter what. Yeah. But interestingly enough, earlier... As long as it ain't Yara. Like, the earlier, rest of Portia, go. I had asked you, who was Pyatt again? And you were like, oh, you know that warlock guy. So I yeah. Googled that face. And boy, if that man... If he don't look like... You know the Van Gogh painting, The Scream? Yep. He looks exactly. like that man. Yep. And I'm going to show you this picture. Oh, I know, so I know Van Gogh to scream. Come on. No, I'm going to show you the picture of the man so you can see what I'm talking about. Oh, but he also looks like the guy we were talking about earlier who does that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say like the, the, um, the Six Flags, flags man. man. Yeah. Six Flags man is slightly uh, yeah. more yeah. takeable. <laughs> like, I don't want to like turn away from the TV immediately as I see him. But with Pyatt Free, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Six Flags man steers the living life out of me. Though. Yes. Which character won season two? Arya, the Hound, Daenerys, or Rob? I voted for the Hound. I think I voted for. Um, you were in the vast minority. I know. I just four <laughs> percent. Season two is Blackwater. I'm so far ahead right now that I had to. Yeah, yeah season two is Blackwater. Our, yeah, um, season two is whenever the Hound was like, "F this." Yeah. F your whole crew. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? Oh, I go with the Hound on that one. Oh, another vast yeah. minority. Four percent. Wow. Uh, the winner was Arya with 46%, followed by Daenerys, then Rob, stupid ass. Arya still really made her boss's moves yet. No, how is she winning? But you know yeah. what? I I think it's, because it's, I said something similar last week. I think it's just the general feeling and, yeah, and goodwill where, yeah, towards Arya, because you already yeah. know where she's going. Yes. So that love has is kind of skewing the, the voting here. Um, then finally, which character left season two with nothing but L's? <laughs> this should be an easy question. <laughs> Yes. Theon. <laughs> yes. For 46 percent Undisputed. Undisputed champ. And oh Undefeated. God. His reign will continue. Because <laughs> yes. season three. Let's talk about it as we move on. Castleblad season three, right? Mm, right through. Yeah. Uh, or do we want to talk about that listener question? Well, that gets into season three, actually. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's later on. Let's, into, yeah, that's later, later on. on. Let's see. You know, as we always talk about it, every... Uh, season recap who do we have are there any new houses new factions being introduced this season so we kind of get a more deeper dive into Catelyn's background so we meet um, we meet her uh, deceased father like he's on the pier um, and the first that we see of her brother is her brother is supposed to like the pier he is the um, heir to the Tully land. He now owns their council. He's the lord of the of River Run now. Um, but because he just is a failure in all the ways, he cannot light this pier. So who comes in and helps him? His uncle, who everyone Fs with because he's just smart. He's witty. He's always got the clapbacks. He's already always ready. The blackfish. Yes, the blackfish. <laughs> everyone loves blackfish. Um, so he comes through. He lights a pier. He looks at um, his nephew like the dummy he is, and he just like walks away from it. So... Um, it's interesting because when you get into it, um, this is like after Rob has already done so much stuff, um, like on battles, he's been winning battles no matter what. And they're having discussion with his uncle, like, why did you just do what you did? What his uncle just did was ran up on a mill and tried to get it from the mountain. They succeeded, but Rob had ordered him to actually sit where he was and make them come to him so that they could strike they could like counter strike the mountain actually kill the mountain instead of just getting some of his men mm-hmm. so they lose a lot of men fighting the mountain for a mill when they could have just sat there waited for rob to come and actually defeated the whole thing and got the mountain out of there mm-hmm. um 
So that's already you're already starting to see signs of like the family not being all together, um, of people having their own like things that they want to do. They want the glory. They want all that stuff. And mm. Edmure is he's not he's not the brightest bulb of the bunch. Like and it's hard thinking you come from a family of Catelyn and Lysa and you're the least bright. That's, that's why Catelyn's messed up now, man. Her whole peoples is a trip. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm saying. It ain't Catelyn's fault. Catelyn is always having to deal with these dumbass men around her. But she okay, but that also means that she was raised in the same family that is not that great. Fifty three percent, Ben. I mean, okay. She's part of the fifty three. Not. She's totally part of the fifty three. Yes. Tell the other one. Yes. I stick her for Catelyn, but okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we were introduced, like you said, to her father and a little bit of her family history. We were also introduced to two kids that really annoyed the hell out of me. Wow. They did. They, okay. To this day, they annoyed me. Right. Wow. Wow. There's just something about their they energy that I was not fucking with. Um, uh, Jojen and Mira. Um, yeah. I mean, clearly, they, they're there for a purpose, but they came out of nowhere for me. And then it's just... I don't know if they really needed to put him in that much danger. Him mean Bran. I think that it's, um, I think they're supposed to pop up out of nowhere because they're supposed to be mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the way that it's integrated, it just it just doesn't seem like it makes sense. It doesn't. To be fair, um, and I'm going to keep doing this, and I'm sorry, but to go to the book. Um, oh, they, don't apologize. <laughs> that's why you're here. You're the, you're the expert. Um, they are introduced in the book, like while they're still at Winterfell, Theon has, um, he's taken the bo- taken Winterfell. He has already like said that the boy, he's gone to the mill, used the miller's boys, killed them mm-hmm. and acted like they were the boys. Um, when they couldn't find them, you know, they were in the crypts of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Mira and Jojen were already down there in the crypts with them mm-hmm. in the book. They'd come oh. to Winterfell long before. They'd pledged their allegiance to the Stark family. Um, and whenever everything started to hit the fan, the Jojen and Mira, because Jojen has the green dreams, he knew something was about to happen. He had already ready was like, okay, OSHA, we need to go under the ground. We need to like hide out because I know something's about to happen. So it seems out of nowhere because they didn't introduce them the same way that they were introduced. That's in pretty book. important connective tissue to not include into the, the tell show. And I get it why they don't have all, well, I mean, you would think otherwise, but apparently they don't have all the time to be showing on the connections. But I just, again, I just, it didn't make sense to me. Then it, they're kind of putting him into undue danger. I mean, he, the man, or at this point, the man can't still can't walk. He, no, he, no. He's, he's, I mean, still, he you're like, me, you're at like, this changes at some point. No. <laughs> it's not for Maybe that needs to be edited. <laughs> no, no it's fine. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's like, it for sounds some like people it does change. For her, for okay. her brand, it doesn't. But with them, you know, and I think the other part that annoyed me about them, they reminded me of like Peter Pan Lost Boys. It's like, they just came out of nowhere. It was like, let's just get in some mischief. And it's like, for what? Yeah. Shout out to Rickon, who in all of <laughs> who, who in season Chopping two, like, no, no, idiot. season two. That's his season two moment. His season three moment is sleeping in a tent and saying one line. I can't remember what his one line is, but he has maybe two lines. No, he shows there. Um, whenever they get to the ruin. Whenever yep. they run into John, like well, they don't run into John. The, um, the I thought that was four. Wolves. No, 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 that's three. That's still that's still three. That's that, three. That wasn't. That's three. That's the end of three. That's the very last. That's, of, the, end, yeah, that's right. not the very last. Of, it's like one of the because that's when last. they discover. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's when okay. So John climbed the wall. Yeah. He they came up to the other side of the wall. Yeah. They're um, as they're coming up through the north. Um, like 
so are Bran and the, his party. Yeah, yeah. They, they all they all get there. They had a big fight, So, um, in that scene, like that, I think it is the last episode of the season. Whenever yep. Rickon has his line, but the thing happened like a bit before. Um, so you saying all that to, to tell you Rickon has two lines? But he has like he has a line. He has like. <laughs> He's sad. He actually has. Kid, he actually has. This man was sleeping in a tent and crushing nuts. Those are his two moments. But he also, he's also upset that his brother's leaving him. That he has to say, oh, oh my God. You live right. in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> But he was like, he, it was sweet because he said, I have to protect you. And it's like, you're, who are you yeah, protecting? Yeah, with a walnut crusher. Didn't, <laughs> didn't do much of that. Um, Yeah, but speaking of mystery, there's, there's a lot of mystery in uh, season three because... We get into the moment I've been re-watching everything. Yeah. And I will straight up tell all the listeners, all of these scenes in season three, I skipped. And that was the oh, introduction yeah. and yeah. torture of yes. your man Ramsey Snow, Ramsey Bolton. Yes. Torture by him? Yes. Just torture by him. By him. Yes. <laughs> torture your boy. Reek. I mean <laughs> like Let's talk about the name. Let's talk about <laughs> how he, he, he changed this man's fiance name and said, yo, you don't even have a name no more no more, my guy. Your name is now Reek. Your name is literally like an onomatopoeia of like, stink. Of stink. <laughs> like, <laughs> like forget giving you any sort of humanity. I'm gonna we'll start there. Backtrack to the book for one second, yep. just to say that the original inspiration for the name Reek comes from a servant that Ramsey had, and literally, no matter what this man did, his skin still smelled, and he was mm. nicknamed Reek. Oh. Um, and that was like his bestie, that's who he grew up with, or whatever. And that's just kind of like so he ends up playing Reek whenever he gets in trouble, and Reek takes his place and gets killed whenever um, they try to get at him for taking Winterfell in the book. So he swatches places with Reek. So he's known as Reek for a second, and then whenever he takes over Theon, he's like, "Okay, now you're Reek." Reek. Wow. So Ramsey's. I know. I know. There's certain stuff in the book that I really don't want to get into. Yeah. But Ramsey is even worse to Theon than he was in the show. It gets super which was already disturbing. super bad. In yeah, the which show. was already super bad, and um, that goes into something because as a writer and reading about writing and stuff, a lot of people seem to think that the only way that a character can go through anything is to have drama and to have pain inflicted upon them, and I have a real problem with that. I don't think that's the only way you should show characters grow. And honestly, I think season three, part of it's terrible. I think the whole mm. like having Theon be tortured through because I just for multiple episodes. I just rewatched it. His whole of His whole season arc. three yeah. is being tortured. I think yes. it's in every episode. It too. is in you, every you see a scene of him being tortured episode. in every episode. Exactly. Yeah. There is nothing else that he does or has done by his character other than be tortured mentally, physically, every Everything. effing way and it's a whole goddamn season of it yep and it it's also goes to how like in season four i think it is when daenerys did to marine and even season five says pretty much right after she just slows down and does nothing and mm-hmm. when i talk about repeating lines and stuff and repeating moments yep. shay turns into the same nothing character for a while who just is always like oh my god you know i just want to be with you yeah. i want to be with you and it's over and over again and theon over and over again just screaming for a whole season it's like when i was watching some of the behind the scenes there talk about they wanted to have Ramsey come in and be this uh, mystery character you don't know where he is and you wanted to feel like Theon so you don't know what's going on and all this mm-hmm. and you just feel his pain and why he's being tortured you have no idea etc cetera, etc cetera. but I'm like for a whole you could have condensed that 
They to two or three episodes yes, at, at most. Yes. They could have. Yes. I agree. And but they stretched it out over a whole season. And it, that just to me is like, that's super weak. Did, and you, did you feel bad for Theon? Both of you, did you feel bad for Theon during this? After a while, yes. Because it drags on. Yeah. And it's like, who gives a shit that he killed these two little kids when Cats is out here murdering by the thousands? You know, it's like. That's not even why Ramsey was effing with him, though. No, Ramsey no, was Ramsey effing, just effing with him just to, because. That's because, because he, yeah. he was breathing. Because Ramsey that's is who part Ramsey of the. Is. Yeah, the, the Boltons who are the flayers who. And Ramsey wants to prove himself to his father. But that's just also who Ramsey is. Like, he's a sadist. He's a sadist. That's who yeah. he is. Right, right. Which is interesting because lots of people made the direct parallels between Ramsey and um, Joffrey. Joffrey. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. Um, just in terms of who's more sadistic, who's more crazy, who's a better big bet. And and then also, this also annoys me a bit because it started to become a thing and I'm glad Game of Thrones seemed to break out of that. It became a thing where every season was like, who's the big bet? I'm like, I don't think that's their point mm-hmm. of drawing every season out. Um, but that became the thing. Yeah. So, in y'all view, who was worse, Joffrey or Ramsey? Joffrey because he has more power. Like he has the ability to torture hundreds, thousands of people. Like he, if Tywin isn't there and when Tywin goes, it's a real problem. It is. Yeah. It's a real problem. Tywin is the failsafe to make sure he doesn't just go complete mad king on everybody. Yeah. I feel like Ramsey is limited by his father not letting him wild completely out. Like he does not have the lordship of the Bolton thing. He's just like welling out in like little circles. It's really bad. Not saying that he like either like on the scale of like who's doing what, like the actual acts that they're doing. Yeah. um, That Joffrey is any less or more because they're both doing really awful things. This is an impression Olympics. <laughs> but like, but it feels like it. In the range of who can affect like more people, Joffrey. So you say Joffrey's. Ben, I mean, are, are you having troubles because it was so much concentrated violence against one it. person? I had to think about it before I made my decision, and I would actually go against that and say it's Ramsey because I felt like Ramsey has way more ambition than Joffrey has. Joffrey is just given the king, and so he's like, "I'm the king. I can do whatever I want now." But. <laughs> At the same time, he's a failure, you know? Like, he knows that when the battle comes to him, he's... Out. He ain't ready. Yeah, he ain't ready. Ramsey is the one who's going into battle, as we see later on, and is like... I'm like... Ramsey's like, yo, I'm going to be he's the not big dog. You know, he's going for the throne himself. Like, yeah. he's like, fuck that. I'm going to get there. You mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, Ramsey is worse to me because he is... Oh my! And when we get to the, you know, the battle of the bastards, that was like I thought this motherfucker was about to win. Like, you know? at, this, at that point, no, for real, you were like, Man, it's. A, but I also feel like if if Elena, so ta- if Elena Tyrell hadn't take Joffrey out, who knows? Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like somebody would have taken him Spoiler. out because he's a sucker. Who knows? <laughs> he's a sucker. <laughs> um, we meet a few other people just going down a list fairly quickly. And of course, you could jump in if you have something to say. But Ram, not Ramsey, but Tormund, Ginesbane. Yes. Mance, Raider, Thoros of Mir, and Beric Dondarrion of the Brotherhood. We got to talk about the Brotherhood. Yep. That is the probably the most one of the most pivotal points in this season. Um, particularly because you actually get to see and experience the power of the Lord of Light and everything that comes along with it. And and that's something that we got to talk about too. It's like, yeah. is the Lord, like the Lord of Light and the whole, <laughs> you know, yeah, is, is he is, scam or not? Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't believe that God is obviously not a scam. The power is there, but it, like, is Melisandre, is uh, Beric and them like, are, 
are they good? You know, like, that's the thing. Like, Melisandre, everybody considers to be evil in this show. But she is about battling what's coming from the North. She's mm-hmm. about killing the White Walkers. That's her whole purpose. She's like, yo, this is coming. We got to deal right. with this more than anything. Right. You know, and everybody loves Thoros and Beric. I mean, I fucked with them. Yeah. I never had a personal problem with Melisandre. I just, I've, I've never trusted her. I mean, she straight up burns people, so there's that. that. Um, she's, you know, she's she's taking blood and all but sorts see, of I things. Always... I mean, also she she she's constantly she's constantly has a cloud of subterfuge on her. I mean, she, the way she looks is not even real. She's wearing she's literally wearing a mask. But she's been herself. battling for a long time. Or like she's so, a walking lie. To so to take it to the origin of like the red priests and the priestesses, they're from a shy, which is the shadow land that people say like you honestly like kids can't grow there. Nothing grows there. It's dead land. Like wow. it's just it's a place of magic and mystery, and it's where the dark magic lies. Mm. Um, and for I don't know if you can say whether anybody who comes from that who who decides they want to learn that magic is a good person mm. or if they're like um, what the price they paid to do what they're doing because mm-hmm. so to you, utilize that magic yes because I have no idea if she she's actually a really really old lady or if she legit like is like 12 years old went there mm-hmm. and they were like right. the price yeah. the price is, your is this and this is what you get and so I, it all comes to a price and I think that you just have to consider that when you're thinking about this see that goes to my whole thing like we, like we talk about on here it's like I don't feel like that um you know, people die every day, B. You know, in immortal words. You know, that's what I'm saying. Niggas die every, every day. day, B. And it's like, you know, how many people are going to die, you know, for your cause? Like, people, you know, fight these wars. She straight up sent the shadow dude to kill Rintley. Boop. You know, yeah. done that off. No need for a big-ass war. No need for thousands of people to die. You know, just one dude she dies. She's a snake. Yeah, and now it's over. And yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Who is really playing the game to win? And also, who's really about the people? I'm not so sure that Melisandre is like... I don't think she's so much about the people, whereas she is more about the religion and the the understanding of following that mm-hmm. that, that life mantra, if you will, or, or or like she's like if she's like a yogi, she's just trying to make be like, will you guys just follow this understanding of life and maybe you'll live better? I don't think she's out to save anybody. I think she's out to try to bring about. I mean, she says it herself. She's trying to bring about a world that is of use to the world to the Lord of Light. She wants people to understand that ministry and be about that ministry. Yeah. I don't think so much it's like, oh, I want the world to be a better place. No. But she's trying to stop the White Walkers. Yeah, but does but that automatically that, mean you want the world to be a better place? No, you're trying to stop a larger entity that threatens yeah, the your Lord of Light. The Lord of the world for the Lord of Light. Yeah. But that wasn't aw- that also was not her original intent. Mm, no. to, she's a foreigner who hears about the war that's going on over here in Westeros and it's just like, oh, who knows what her intentions were yeah. besides what she saw some sort of power grab to take mm. if she joined up with one of the five kings that were battling. And, um, and the whole, a bunch of lies. Yeah. yeah. And then in the idea of like conquest and colonization and using religion for that, that's what, exactly what she's doing by telling Stannis that he has to kill every single person that is supposed to be riding with him but does not agree to believe in the Lord of Light. So, I don't That's think... some cult crazy. Get down, it's, lay down, it's religion. <laughs> it's religion. It's so. religion. Hey, hey, hey. But that's what I mean. Like, she's... That's what I'm... I feel like it's more about her spreading the the good news. You know, she, she, she's a... 
I don't, I don't even want to say this. She's, she's, she's like a nega apostle. Like, that's just walking around. Just I wouldn't like, even say nega. Nega. I, I would say apostle. You know okay, what I'm fine. saying? Like, a, yeah. I, I say nega because because it's like like you said, it's a get down or lay down mentality. It's Which not is, like it's not uh, like uh, oh, if you don't believe me, Islam, I'm gonna leave you. Um, well, every major religion. Wow. Um, okay, yeah, that, apostle. Yeah. <laughs> you right. You right. That's plenty what of those, plenty of those religions are burn people too. And, yeah. and for less than saving the world, I'm not mad at Mel Sunder. All I gotta say is dark magic is not my ministry. I'll even, and uh, I burn a little shorty if it you know saves the world. Hey, I think that it's a really good contrast. <laughs> I think Melisandre oh, is also a really good contrast to. Uh, uh, why did I forget his name real quick? Who's Thoros this? of Mir, because they're supposed to be for the same ministry, and yet he came to um, Westeros way before she did. And she, um, he was like there to mm-hmm. supposed to lead like. To lead the ministry, but she was like he was supposed to like convert yeah. Robert mm-hmm. and his whole thing, and he got there. Robert converted him into being a drunkard. So legit, like he forgot all his faith. He lost his faith, and so he brought Beric back. And he only brought Beric back because he, um, that was his friend, yeah. and he felt really sad. And he was like, the only words I had at that moment were the words of the word of the light, and I said them. And then he came back, and then I had my faith renewed because it actually worked this one time. And that uh, goes into the question of what happens now that he's a corpse, and what will. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you guys want to mention just anything particularly about uh, Tormund, which was, becomes a fan fra- favorite down the line, but also Mance Raider? Nah, not really. We'll get into them down the line. Yeah, I mean, Tormund, you know, he's that dude from the moment he's he introduced. Is. Yeah, yeah, Tormund is dope as hell. Mance obviously is not as dope. But, <laughs> he was know. a disappointment. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say, reading the books, they may, they build up Mance Raider to be this really big person, and then even in the books, he's a letdown. Like, it's but just, I think that's his point, is yeah. that he's not, because... He's not this hero No, character. because they've also said there's been many kings beyond the wall who have tried to run up against the wall and all get smashed. And yeah. so it's like, he's not the main point of it. The main point is going to be Tormund and then, you know, Jon Snow, really. Jon Snow is the real, you know, key and everything. We also get introduced to Miss Sande. Your girl, your, your, the love of your life when it hey, comes to Game of Thrones. Hey, when it comes to Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, a, you know, she's a wonderful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a joy upon her introduction. Not only, I mean, you know me, like I always say, strong women always get me. You know, not only is she a beautiful woman, she's also strong, well portrayed. She's not shay. She's not written to be trash. You know, I love her. I mean, the very first moment when she when uh, Valor Margalis, uh, right? Um, I feel like the yeah the first moment. That's well, what, her first moment is the translation and yeah. all that. Yeah, but, but I love her even then too because he's talking mad trash. She, and she sits and there. She's sitting like, there like mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> how do I flip this and make this reasonable yeah. right here? Like she's the true politician and the diplomat of yeah. the situation. She's like trying to unpack every line he says. Like how do there's a lot of problematic things in this sentence. So right. how do I flip it? But no, when she actually you know comes with Daenerys and she's like all men must die and Daenerys is like it was well, good that we're not men. And just Masanda's little reaction of like, work. You know, I just love her just little head nod and just realizing her new situation and everything. The acting is incredible just in that one little moment. So, yeah, Masande. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also love that she ends up being like whenever Daenerys is um, being announced, like all the names for Daenerys, she's the one. She's the like person who announces yes. Daenerys. And she like, I feel like this is a thing like um, so I have a, this trouble and then I think a lot of women have this trouble where we just don't speak out like we don't project well and mm-hmm. like no matter every single time she's on the screen she's projecting like she's like you can see her strength in her words mm-hmm. yeah yep 
And also, I mean, that goes with Grey Worm and the Unsullied. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest moments of this season, well, this actually, you know, leads into the next season, is just how, why they love Daenerys and why they're down for her. Yeah. Is because what Daenerys has brought into their lives is freedom and the idea of freedom and the idea of having their own names and all these things that they never considered before her. Forging their own path. Yeah. All of that. And the fact is, when, when someone says, hey, you can have your freedom, do what you want, and then you can willingly make the choice, like, okay, well, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. I mean, I would also follow somebody that come through with dragons. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to say no to that. Like, um, you, you're the most powerful one here. I'm going with you. And while we're talking about this, can we just talk about, like, we, we, you know, I was mm-hmm. talking about this earlier in the episode when we were talking about uh, the whole torture and all. Not even the torture, but, like, the moment at the end, the Red Wedding, which we're going to get into. Yeah. But the big moment halfway through this season on episode four is Daenerys and these slavers and her having sold off one of the dragons, allegedly, Chris, quote, allegedly, quote. you know, to these slavers. And then just the moment, one of my favorite moments of Game of Thrones history. Bossing up. Bossing up, leveling Love up, it. hitting that, you know, the fire, the, the Mario, the mushroom. And, <laughs> and start throwing fireballs. And it's fire just flower. like, you know, yeah, the fire flower. Yeah. And, it, you know, I mean, I rewatched it. And it is just so... Classic, like my man's. You speak Valerian, like it's just. I mean, like especially when you realize all this shit this man has said to this woman. Yes. I like the curve of her ass, and you know this right. whore. Yeah, yes. I mean, just yes. over and over this man's again. Been saying wild shit, and, 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 and just to <laughs> just to clarify things further, there are they still in Karth right now? No. 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 They, Where are they in? They left. So they're traveling uh, through the different free cities, which is ironically named because they're all slave holder mm-hmm. yeah. places. Um, I think this place is Astapor. Astapor. Thank you. Yes. So they're, oh, that's what the, the, I call it the woman with the wings. Yeah, like um, the pyramid, the yes. top pyramid thing. No, no, that's later on. That's Marine. That's Marine that they take into the fort. Yeah, that's Marine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so in this place, this is what's happening. Like you said, this this man has been going in on her, saying all this foul shit to her. <laughs> Miss Ende has been very diplomatic about the whole thing because she's just trying to keep the peace. And then, the, <laughs> to your point, Ben, I mean, um, Daenerys knows everything that's been said, everything yes. that's going on. She's This whole entire time, she's also playing a strategic role, which is why it's always very important to learn how to play the game. Like, you can play the dumb one. You can play off the people's stereotypes and play off of all of the, the notions and biases that they have because you're going to end up having the upper hand. And then you get to the point where he's just like... As you said, Ben, I mean, your favorite line, the, the oh, you speak Valerian. <laughs> My favorite thing about that scene, though, is that she's, for real, she's speaking Valerian to the um, Unsullied for a good moment before he catches on that she's speaking yes. Valerian because he's so Slow. preoccupied with the dragon not listening to yes. him. So she already, like, set him up because she knew the dragon was going to be like, what the F is yeah. this? Like, freaking out. Yeah. And he was just like, I got a dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she would just turn into the Unsullied, like, talking a whole big old scheme to yeah. him, turns back around around he's like wait what now? no she she gets like, like two lines and she walks up to him and is like you know unsullied stand get ready da, 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 da. and she's like okay i got control of them they listening to me and misande peeps that's another yeah. one of her great mm-hmm. moments without even a lie because misande is like as soon as the first line daenerys says in valerian misande is like oh <laughs> and then she's like oh shit <laughs> 
this bitch been on everything. This nigga fucked. The, the, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she already yeah. bought me. You know, that, yeah, that like, all goes through Masande. Yeah. But she's also like, I am so glad that I was like being like diplomatic. Yes. And you know, she saw, she saw my work. Yeah, she yeah. saw what I could do. Yes. She didn't just take me just to take me. No, Happy International to... Women's Month. Yeah. Like, yes. just keeps like, all of side, that man. one instant. It was like, oh, yes, I made the right choices in life. You know? yeah. <laughs> While my man's, you know, two lines later, it's like, you speak Valerian? And like, we say, wow. <laughs> Dead. And then, yeah, Dracaris and one of the greatest moments, one of the greatest shots ever. One of the Daenerys, greatest lines ever. Yeah. I mean, but the shot after that, Daenerys standing there as the fire explodes yep. behind her as all the Astapor goes up. Love that And gift. then the army marches out. You see her full power. She throws the damn staff on the ground. Her horse crushes. No, one of the rest of the Unsullied crushes it. Dragons flying over. It was very Captain Marvel to her. The way she she just went out like a boss. That was very Captain yes, Marvel to her. Very, very bossed up right there. Like you said, Happy International Women's Month. It is going down. Well, one more thing. So I just want to, like, I do want to be on the side of, like, this, like, people were enslaved, but they weren't, like, they knew that they wanted they wanted more, but they could not vision they more because was they, a choice. Not they, not, they wanted. To, <laughs> whoa! Wow. Whoa. Not, not I. I do not believe that ministry. And it's someone else. Oh, this is not the Kanye. No, yeah, I don't not know. <laughs> I do not know him. Um, but like the um, the the people who were enslaved, like they like they have been downtrodden enough where they just like they're not. They feel like they can't be free. But at the same time, as soon as Daenerys tells the Unsullied to like strike down the like masters yeah. one dude steps out of his yeah. line real quick he just like sidesteps and just like and he's like my man so quick he's he spears him down he's like he spears him down like I've been waiting to kill him yes. all effing oh and it's so funny because that same dude kind of like realizes what's going on and he's like tries to take a quick step away but then dude just gets somewhere. he's like fuck so like as soon as like the enslaved people there like realize that no. they can just f everyone up and like oh word, word? oh yeah and put them down like yes, dogs like, I love yes. down. some random white woman come in and be like yo just take out whoever you ever you fuck dragons. with you you're gonna be like <laughs> I don't know man are you the 53% or is this for real but when she's Sister but Karis when, but once again if she come through with dragons <laughs> I'm down I'm down I don't care 53% or not I'm down wow <laughs> hey look they got dragons folks look <laughs> and I got a chain on my neck I gotta get out of here one way or the other listen you know <laughs> <laughs> choices in life folks I keep on talking about especially when you're living in Game of Thrones world yeah. choices in I, life I mean, matter th- this whole season was about like major choices in life and what and what happens the consequences Uh-oh. happen later but yes major choices and and people who present the choices and I, I spoke about her last week I was a little bit too early speaking about her but I have to speak about her this is my ma- Ooh, this woman I love her <laughs> Olena motherfucking Tyrell. <sighs> Mother of the Tyrell dragons that are, um, they're not existent, but they're there. Yeah. Like, if there's anybody that holds flames, it's Lady Olena. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Olena Tyrell. You can't tell me. When I. S- I mean, okay, once again, this is later on down the line, but the stuff she be saying to people today, thanks. No, even in this season? Even in, no, from her right. intro. I'm talking about from one the particular gate. line. I know we but are, I'm but gonna, that's later yeah, on. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. hit that line yeah, yeah, yeah. down the road. <laughs> I ain't going to hit that line yet. But the, the way she be talking to people today, face. Like, when I say 
all disrespect. Like she don't even like she says it and keeps it pushing. Like yes. you don't even have time to really process what she said to you because half the time she just it just seems like she's just saying a line to you, but she's shading you, your family, your unborn Everything. daughter, everybody. But no one's safe. She shades her own family. Yeah. She talks dirt about her own husband. She's like, I don't even know. He was so dumb that he like ran off a cliff trying to chase a hawk. I can't. Mm-hmm. This whole family is trash. Like she like our sig- our sigil is a rose. Who's scared for Rose? Yes. Like she talks bad about her own family, and I'm like, oh, she's real. She does this in front of Sansa. Mm-hmm. Sansa, like, uh, you already feel a way about Sansa trusting people at court because you know it goes bad for her. Mm-hmm. So whenever Elena is um, initially introduced, I'm already like, I'm scared. Like I'm, in, I'm enjoying her shade, but I'm also like. You enjoy her She's too much. about to, like, she might be about to screw everybody up. Like, Stance is about to be screwed all the way up. Well, see, at this point, I had joined the George R.R. R. Martin School of Characters, and I know that the moment I started liking someone too much, they're probably going to get off. So I, for, for when you say the fear, I started having that fear, like, oh, I like her too much. She's going to get rid of her. Some way or shape or form. But... We'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah but no, her, her shade is just incredible. Uh, and this is it. See, I'm one thing I'm getting. I don't want to get things messed up. I know she gives it to uh, Tywin at the wedding, but she gives it to Tyrion in this season, right? When she meets him and he's the master of coin and just uh, straight up, coin, yeah, and straight up gives him all kind of business. Like, and he's one of the favorite characters who always has words for people. He just wasn't ready. He was Nobody ready. is ready for that. That was killed me. Is that he wasn't ready? She like, gets Tyrion. a winner, she, but she also gets Tywin. Tywin was ready, but he's only ready, I think, because he's like he's on his I'm about I'm who I am oh, and nobody right. can come for me kind of thing. So but I think what I really enjoy is that every single time she meets someone and they have a rep, she's like, You're disappointing. Yes. Oh, you're disappointing. Except for Tywin. Except for Tywin. That's right. They meet in this she gives it to him at the wedding in next season, but she, yeah. they first meet in this season and she says, It's finally she has one another one of the best lines. It's so great to finally meet a man worthy of his reputation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's her that's her departing line to him. She just walks out with that. And I'm just like, Yes. <laughs> yes. <I> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Running down the hallway. <laughs> Yo. Woo. Elena, but yeah, she, she, I mean, but the fact that, like I say, rewatching this show gives you so much more because I know the history of these families now. I know this and that and why they're all beefing, who they're beefing with. And when she just comes in and gives it to Tyrion, it's just like, God damn, I forgot about that scene until I rewatched it. I'm like, yo, Tyrion has it for everyone. Yes. That's all he's about is words, you know, drinking and knowing things. And he does not know what to do, you know, when she comes in. You know nothing. Oh, and speaking of you knowing nothing, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that was something else I realized. Your man Jon Snow spends two seasons beyond that wall. He does. <laughs> he was lost to the world for a minute. Like, straight up. Like, he was in Staten Island for a minute, and <laughs> yeah. no one knew how to get to him. Dang, so last Bronx. week you came for the Bronx. Bronx. It's more the this Bronx. This week you're coming for the Beyond the wall is definitely the Bronx. Yeah. Wild no, means, at this point, we don't know where to No, wild man. means it's the Bronx. Like, as soon as you say there's wild means, wild giant yeah. spiders. I didn't even say that. You know, I didn't even say that. See, I didn't even go that far. Better I mean mean once that smoke. I didn't even go that far. Yeah, that's Bronx. I was just talking about distance. This man said that y'all place is dirty. (laughs) No, I didn't say dirty. I I would like to be excluded from this narrative. (laughs) And you have have the Bronx in this room right now. Shout out to Brother Christopher. He knows what it is. He knows what it is. (laughs) You know, once the numbers did above like a certain amount, it's no. Come on, man. That's straight up the wall. 358th Street. Yeah, that's straight up. That's the wall needs to be built right there. Um, Not even Yonkers. You 
to say the Bronx. <laughs> like, it could have been nice. Like, look, the White Walkers are coming down from their folks. Oh my God, yeah, but no, this is like I say, this season was a lot of torture, a lot of um, a lot of. I mean, there's still, I mean, there's still a, a, a lot. Of, this is this season. You meet maybe the most people you've ever met. I think the one thing that we notice is that. They haven't really had their big killing yet. The big killing is the Red Wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're introducing all these people. They introduced a lot of people. I feel like like this this season was front loaded with a lot of introductions. It was just like, because like, I'm not going in complete order, but like there's still people who I've never said yet that we're just meeting for the first time this season. Um, Shireen Baratheon. Oh, Gendry, we, we talked about her. Burn. I mean, burning little kids. You know what happens. Uh, no, but like we, <laughs> you don't. But this is the first time we ever meet her since yeah, season no. three. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's interesting that you say that, and I think that, and you find out later that's why because this this season is uh, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, lulls you to sleep. It's, it's getting you. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not not in a bad way, but it like lulls you it, to a sense of safety, false sense of security, false yeah, sense false of sense security. security. Because you're yes. like, oh, the world's expanding. There's so many more people, and then you run into like. Sh- well, let's eliminate a few of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's what I, I, I learned. Let's cut George back R. on R. some Martin. of our cast. Yes, yeah. that's what I. That's one thing I really enjoy. Like we, like you've kept saying this. Like, uh, but I mean, like. Is yeah, they're playing checkers, not chess. Mm-hmm. Well, they're or yeah, but George R. R. Martin is always playing chess. Yes, and so like every time you like journey. come through his like things, he's like, oh, I'm knocking all these people off the board, mm-hmm. and then I'm bringing up some people you're not even like even thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So all right, there's, as we get you know later into the season, like I said, a bit halfway point was the dragons, everything burning. Uh, Daenerys moves on from there. Your boy Theon keeps getting tortured, just straight up. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's not even nothing to talk about. He just gets tortured for the whole goddamn season. season. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. The season is him getting tortured. The the first half, him getting tortured. Daenerys coming up like a boss, getting more, basically getting more support, getting more people, getting more everything. She's building up her her arsenal. Arsenal. She's building up her kingdom. Um, And then you get to a point where (laughs) they take it all away. Yes, but they also, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but, you know, as Daenerys builds up her kingdom, she also has one of her, let's just finish off her run for the season, yeah. one of her big moments, and one of the most interesting moments on the show ever, Daenerys being raised up oh God. by a bunch of brown people calling her mom. Um because they couldn't have gotten free without the white lady to come let them and the shadiest the 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 shadiest part of this all okay um they like in the book and then a little bit in the show the people who are actually the liberators who actually go through the like they go through the sewer tunnels mm-hmm. and kill the masters use them kill the masters that way and then use that to be able to get the people to be free those are the unsullied so they're people of color yep. who are the ones who are actual liberators and yet she's the one who gets the Raised credit up. right and and wow and i believe that's the very last season of the season is that yeah, not her it being, is it's yes. the very last it scene. is her being raised which is it's just an interesting way to punctuate of a, a more or less awful season of, of terror because it's just like, so after all that, you mean to tell me that, you know, Sarah Connor Jr. is going to save me. <laughs> but she didn't get them dragons, though. <laughs> it took me a second. I know. <laughs> I figured, I figured, I said, let me give it a minute. Then I mean, he's going to get it. 
Let me give him a minute. But I mean, and it's so funny that Sarah Connor Jr. is the one who's saving you because in the original Sarah Connor, you know, which is basically a Jesus tale of this white man saving the world from the black man who creates the evil Terminator <laughs> in the first place. A black man created the Terminator? Miles Eric Dyson. Papa Pope. Papa Pope himself is responsible for the destruction of the world just because he just wanted to know. <laughs> he wanted to know if it's going to work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Papa Pope's is... Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I got a lot of theories on Terminator 2, folks. We can talk about that another time. But yeah, there, there was... I mean, I remember the conversation, the public conversation during that time, particularly from people of color, that was just like, okay, in a world where... In a show where you have little to no people of color black people, brown people, all that, then when you finally get to see them on Moss, they're raising up the dragon, the woman, the dragon lady. Like She straight up does the Christ pose for like half yeah. a second. Like she pulls it back in, and but there's a quick shot of her right now from her a, arms from, out. From yeah. a strictly visual composition, oh, that looks cool. You have all this, this, this wave of brown and then this golden light being lifted. Um. But from a societal standpoint, it's just like, I don't even want to blame George because that wasn't in George. That, I, I don't know if that was that wasn't George. Oh, that's yes, George. it was. That's all yes, George. Yeah. Was that's that his idea? Look, yeah. This is yeah. all George. Yeah. George the, and the lifting up part. I'm talking about. Yes. Everything. Everything about you know. And this goes back to the whole thing. Okay. And you know, if we actually had any of those people who listen to the show, we would catch all kind of hell right now where they would talk about well, Demon is based on medieval times and there weren't any brown people in medieval, which is straight up nonsense. Lies. I mean, no, we, Lies. it goes way deeper. We, there's than accounts. We, yeah. There, there's a great uh, Twitter, um, I want to say, yeah. POC in medieval history yeah. or something yeah. like that. And then more info is also Yeah, cool. and they straight up just constantly post tweets showing you how there are POC all throughout over. all. Of course, we are all over the world, wherever, we, you know, We're there's all over been the world people. throughout history. Yeah, yep. wherever there's people, there's us. So that's how it goes. So that alone is a falsehood, but that's the problem. George R. R. Martin is one of these people who writes these stories and has... The POC come from what? The Summer Isles? Summer Isles and Nath. But, so I didn't mention this earlier. I was going to, but now I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Um, so Summer Isles is where the, it's like. It's not far from the Ashai place, is it? No, no, no. It's not that far. It's not that far from uh, Westeros, actually. It's not like, that far from Jamaica. Just, you can okay. just boat. You can, yeah, it's literally, it's, it's, Jamaica. An, it's literally two islands. It's the Caribbean. It's Jamaica and Trinidad. Yes. Wow. Um, and that's where all the black people come from. Yes. And they're literally islands. I they're, mean, for a British person, you know, that's where most. But of no, 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 no. He's not British. George R. Martin. George R. Martin is not British. He's from Bayonne, New Jersey, yeah. bro. He is from. Yes. He's from. He, Bayonne, he's from New Jersey. Jersey. Dead ass. He lives in New Mexico currently. Wow. Yes. He's American. So. So, <laughs> the the black people are summer islanders who literally are on an island. They're, some of them are fighters. They fight with bows and they wear fancy feathers. That's all we know about the black folk oh, from summer I, islands. I, I just, but Nathan just popped into my head. That's racist. <laughs> but then, but for Nate, it's even worse because Nate is like the next door neighbor island. Oh no, Nate! And they're smaller, and. Literally Renata. none of them. They don't even. They don't even fight. They don't. None of nobody there knows how to fight. Somehow, um, and they just they depend on the butterflies Coconuts. that are on the island to have this disease that keeps foreigners from being able to stay there very long. So it only works during the day. So as soon as the butterflies go to sleep at night, you can come and enslave as many people as you want from Nath because they don't fight you back. You telling me they got Pokemon on their island that's killing foreigners that they are immune to? Yes. We, we need video. Yes. On this show, so but it's only during the right day. Okay. It, it only works during so the day. So long story wow. short, and that's where Masande is from. Long story short. All the people color slash black people come from the 
Gullah Gullah Islands, and wow. they are protected by Pokemon. Wow. Okay. And they can't fight. And y'all tell them this is this is all from the mind of George R. R. Martin. But Summer from Island, Jersey. Summer Island, <laughs> from Jersey. Yes. Wow. Now, once again, now, now for those listening, we're not clearly we're still also Dorn, right? Dorn. Yeah. We got Dorn too, too, right? Dorn is the Middle East. Technic. Right? I mean, is that? Dorn is I feel like Dorn is technically like Spain. I feel yeah. like um, Marine. I feel like Marine. I support. I think the so so racist. <laughs> But um, I think that. Racism but, is wait, killing but, me. but wait, I just want to be clear. Like, yes, I, I, just because, just in case there's a, a few people who are confused. Like, well, why are they saying all this stuff and they're still watching it? Yes, yeah. we're a Game of Thrones fan. We're still gonna criticize things. I mean, yeah. we we still going and not just criticize without support, supporting arguments. We're still still gonna have a conversation. And it's also like if you don't if you don't criticize what you love, then what are you actually getting out of it? And what are you hoping to get out of? What do you hope to hear? If you want them to hear you, what do you want them to hear from you and let's be clear about what we want them to hear like don't be racist and big facts <laughs> I mean it's not that difficult big facts and this is also Castle Black the blackest Game of Thrones podcast on all of the realms yeah man so of course we're gonna point out you know I just have to say that because that happens a lot people are like well why are you talking about this I'm gonna make fun of George R. R. Martin being <laughs> from Jersey that's blowing my mind right that's, now I'm mad you thought he was British <laughs> but I'm more so mad, mad that you were like well because he's British you don't know where all the black uh, people no, are no no I was just see, I was gonna say that because he's British maybe that because a lot of Brit, you know, a lot of the British people are either from Africa or from Jamaica. You know, there's a lot of Jamaican immigrants in Britain. Oh, you're saying so that's so that's where he would think. Zone. You know, okay, okay, so he's like, okay, all, all the black people are like, you know, they're, they're okay. from Jamaica. You know, that's yeah, what you'd okay. be thinking. You know, oh, all my mates. You know, I can't. You didn't even try to do a British accent. <laughs> it was a struggle. <laughs> I just threw in mates and hope okay. it works. I'm gonna wrap up the racism of George R. Martin. Um, so yeah, yeah. Damn, was that the episode title? <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, we, we didn't I'm, even get into the Dothraki. Yeah, I'm about know? to say so the Dothraki are t- which like, are like American Indians yes, and yes. Middle Easterns all mashed together because all yes. y'all brown people are like yes, and then also like well, Marine Asapor, everyone, everyone else that's also either Middle Eastern. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of African, maybe yeah. a li- it's just a little and, and a little bit, of, and then like literally the land for South America is um, they're all creature people, like they interbreed with basilisk, basilisk and other creatures. Basilisk, yes, and they live in jungles. Wow. It's very racist, and that's just where I'll drop it. Oof. I didn't, I didn't know about that last one. It's it's like they <laughs> don't, my face. I was like, uh-huh. they don't even talk about it. And um, so I'm just gonna drop it. But the one thing that I noticed from the fan theories things is that they credit George R. R. Martin credits um, Lovecraft for a lot of his world building oh, things, gosh. and that explains oh, no, everything no, for no, me. No, no, no. H. P. Lovecraft was the <laughs> honestly he's kind of the scum of the earth. I mean, yes. king of racism falls like yes. I don't get much more racist Ooh. than that. God. So beware where your beware where the origin for the stuff that you like comes from. That's all I'm saying. Just, just wow. as you say, beware, be aware, be and, aware. And, and and question things. You could continue to listen and like Game of Thrones. Well, I think it's a perfect time to get into <laughs> our questions of the week as we get into the big moment of the show. Are we not gonna talk about? We're not gonna oh, talk you, about Jamie, your ham, your homeboy. Oh, I mean, we do got to mention this real yeah. quick. Yeah, Jamie has one of his, my favorite moments in the whole series. Everything where he finally breaks down to Brienne why he's considered the Kingslayer and why he don't give a shit about it. And it's like, 
that goes back to what I was saying before earlier in the show. It's like, what are you going to do in a war? Are you going to save hundreds of thousands of people, you know, by killing one man? Or are you just going to let that man kill hundreds of thousands of people? And that was Jamie's choice. And he can either become this king slayer that everybody, man, the king slayer. Or he can save all those people who are going to later call him the king slayer. But I mean, for me, that infamy wasn't exactly negative towards him. It wasn't like they was, I mean, well, he he was on the run for a little bit. But I mean, I I didn't necessarily get like people was like, oh, he's this horrible person. Oh, no. They was like, he was like famous. Like, yo, he's the king slayer. No, it's not like that, though. He's, He's like infamous, you know. He is considered the worst. Like, Jamie broke his oath in a I land know. and in a world where your word is your bomb, where everything goes into it. You know, so he, like... But he has the privilege but that's and my, ability. That's my point. Because yeah. he is a rich white yeah. man in a rich white man's world. Yes. And he um, is also one of the best fighters in the kingdom. So like, he's well-respected. Like, exactly. So you can talk <laughs> trash about me all day, but what you're not going to do is run up on me because yeah. I will run up on you. Mm-hmm. And so that's where he's always able to sit until his hand gets chopped off. Right. <sighs> yeah. Was that wait? But that's that's this season. This happened this season. Yes, it happened this season. God damn! Yeah. This is a brutal season. It's a. It's a, like I said. He's George sets you up with all these people, and he's ready to cut people out. Because I thought the whole speech was this season. What speech? Of him talking to Brienne. Yeah, he did. But he also he got that was after his arm got cut out. His hand got cut God off. Damn, the show moves quickly, folks. Yeah. He was in the hot tub with Brienne with his thumb. Yeah. And like he fainted. Nine. He fainted in yeah. the. No, it was like maybe like you know, about yeah, maybe nah, seven. Yeah. Not, yeah. So he and his smoked. hand get chopped off like two. No, it's like three. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. God damn. Uh, yeah. That. All right. I mean, we got to talk about just <laughs> that moment. Fucked me up, folks. Like the first time <laughs> I, I saw this show, that was like more than Ned Stark getting his head chopped off. Everything. That moment alone, because it is so well shot, so well acted. Everything about it. My man turns away from him, and you think everything's all good. No. I mean, and he's like, "Oh no, it's not." You know, grabs the blade, and it's like, "Well, maybe this will help you remember." Waka. And Jamie's look, yeah, Jamie's look on his face of that, you know, he like it's once again with Masande. All my choices were bad, you know. This, this led to this moment. God damn it! Now I'll never have a hand again, you know. Like it's all in that face right there. But I think that it's it's. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the relationship between Jamie and Brienne that yeah. leads to here because yes. I mean, what really effed them up was Jamie's privilege. If you're gonna take it down to it, because yeah, yeah. if Jamie would have just let things be, he was she. Brienne was going to take him to King's Landing. Yes. If he would have just let things be, he would have been home with both hands. Yep. What he did was instead get two toe up about being pulled along by a woman yep. that he was like, I got to fight her. And so he pulls one of her swords from her whenever mm-hmm. he just like trying to decide, like, oh, I can't walk anymore. And they start fighting and you can hear that still resounding and reverberating within the trees. So of course people are going to kind of run up on him and see who's fighting. And of course they're going to freaking take him down. People are going to, people might blame Brie because she let that man who saw them walk away and he is the one who informed people that yep. Jamie Lannister was in the like in the region. But at the same time, if we, if Jamie had just chilled, mm-hmm. they would have been fine. And as Ain't soon no chill. Ain't no chill with Jamie. There's never been no chill with Jamie. Jamie killed the damn king. <laughs> There's no chill with him. I mean, but he like he has the ability to reason, and he's sitting over there like just outplaying himself. So he cost himself his hand, and I mean, he kind of deserved it. 
<laughs> but I mean, don't agree that you don't agree he deserved it. No, I don't agree that he deserved getting his hand chopped off. You know, especially because what he done up to that point to get it, to deserve to get his hand chopped off. He like he was his own Save folly. He was his own folly though. He's like he got so wrapped up in his own ability you to know, fight. Superpowers to brand. But he <laughs> wow. You still you still, <laughs> still on his origin story. Look, I can't. He's still riding with that story. I can't. He, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not because Brand could have been the three eyed raven without having been pushed no, out the window. No, yes, he no, could have. No, he couldn't have yes, been. He no, he couldn't have because he'd still be climbing around trees, you know, smashing nuts. All he needed was a good. That's what he would have been. As doing. long as he got a dire wolf and had the vision. He would have been on track to be. No, he needed that moment. It's he needed ev- to be become, every superhero needs the moment that makes you say them he a needed hero. to lose the ability yes. to walk and everything to else. learn how to fly. Wow! Oh my God! <laughs> Please, Jamie Lannister for president. Paid according for, paid for by it, DJ Ben Hamid. Ran crawled so he could so the three-eyed raven could fly. Paid for by Super Pack, <laughs> DJ Ben Hamid. Like, damn! Wow. You yeah, would be a great PR person. For, sure with that one. for the Lannister family, <laughs> you did. Look at her face. For the Lannister family, you would be a great PR person. Oh my God, I mean. would I? You would be a fantastic yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, And speaking of PR and for the Lannister family, as we wrap up this episode, we have to talk about one of the moments, but we have some questions this week. If you have a question for us, you can hit us up at Pod on the Twitters, or you can hit us contact at forallnerds.com, where this listener actually sent in an email, and they have a question that goes, Hey guys, big fan of the podcast, first time, long time listener, just had to ask, was Rob Stark asking for it at the Red Wedding? One thing you notice when you watch back the series is the amount of breadcrumbs that the show dropped to let fans know the Red Wedding was coming. Rob marrying Talisa... Caitlin's reminders how dangerous Wilder Frey is, Walder Frey is, Tywin's secret scroll, uh, when he's writing the letter to send the phrase on their mission, mm-hmm. Bruce Bolton sending Jamie to King's Landing with the infamous he had nothing to do with Jamie losing his hand. <laughs> it's all these moments, you know, it's like it's warning you're coming, he ain't lying. I want to give Rob the benefit of the doubt since he's younger in the books, but was Rob asking for it? Thanks, Justin, aka at I'm Justin Rich, a.k.a. Justin Bayless, a.k.a. Dutch Master Quiburn, a.k.a. the Saison wow. God of the Seven Seas. Saison God of the Seven Seas. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. well, well, Rob is definitely dumb as hell. Just, I mean, that goes without saying. Just stupid and to begin with. That should have been Dutch Maester Quiburn, right? I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, just to, um, to add to that question, because another reader added yep. a question on Twitter, which you can follow us at, at Castle Black Cop Pod. Send mm-hmm. us a question there. We will read that as well. Um, they asked, could it, the Red Wedding been avoided? Mm. And that was at VBI, like by Yankee. Oh, that, and this goes to, let's see, would the, would the phrase have betrayed the Starks if... If John had just, I mean, if Rob, Rob had come along and married one of the Frey's daughters. No. No. Because. Yeah, I feel like, yes, they would yes, have. Yes, they would you, have. You think they would have? Oh, yeah. They would have. Because they some, they some suckers who would have sided with I the winners. I, I believe they're suckers, but I also believe they're, they're petty. I think yeah. they, they, they they hold pettiness above all. Yes. And because Rob changed up on them, changed their entire plan, mm-hmm. I, this was all about pettiness. I think that mm. um, if you think about the motivations of Walder Frey, like he's always, they mentioned it in the show, he's always wanted to get 
Catelyn's brother to marry one of his kids because he's always wanted one of his like daughter wanted to have some kind of control over Riverrun. Yep. So having his family married into that means that he'd be like the lord of the Riverrun region mm-hmm. or whatever. But just what he so up. he ends up getting the king. He's like, oh, yes. but I could now you're presenting me with the option of having a queen, mm-hmm. and I'm here for that. So yes. you give yes, give him a queen, but the queen's mm-hmm. not him. And as you see during the wed wedding, as soon as Catelyn takes his wife and is like oh I'm not a killer he's like oh I'll get another one and so he doesn't have any alliance to even his own kin Mm -hmm. so sure if you can marry one of his um, marry his daughter Rob could have had married her he could have given him some people from his um, army or whatever to join like the north cause but as soon as things started getting going bad he would have been ready to cut and run that's what I'm saying as soon as Tywin writes him that letter and is like look get down or lay down I think the phrase, you know, you, in, in the words of the wire, you know, you wanted one fray, but it's the other fray. Like, fray is like, they just about that life. You know, he really Walter's wants power. Walter's about himself. Yeah, he wants power for his so family and himself more than even yeah. his own family. Like you said, he don't give a shit about his family. I don't even think, I feel like if Rob were winning, if it, table were flipped, if Rob were winning yeah. and he wrote the letter yeah. to Frey, Frey would have done the same thing. Yeah. I feel like if Rob were winning and he had married Frey's daughter or whatever, he still he probably would have still stayed on his side. It would have been like all marks on Rob's side for Frey not to play both sides. Right. Yeah, he would have played both sides regardless. But like as Frey says, after it's all said and done, he was like this idiot boy. Like Bruce Bolton was saying, you know, I was following this fool around all this damn time. He never listened to me. Mm-hmm. Frey's like, I know you felt terrible following this idiot kid around so Frey was really you know about the win you know it's like well the Lannisters presented an option for him to really take the win he did say that too but yeah. the problem is that like so this is this goes back to what Bran talks about which is like one of the stories that old Nan told tells all the Stark children is the story of the Rat King and the yep. guest rights or whatever and it basically comes down to and I really love the like juxtaposition the foreshadowing of the story yes. where um, he's there's um, a cook at one of at the night fort, one of the holdings of the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. And he is visited, they're visited by one of the kings of old. And he doesn't like the king for whatever reason. So he decides, I'm going to kill one of his sons, chop him up, and serve him to him in yes. pie. Yep. And he does that. And the gods strike him down and make him into a rat. And then he's forced to eat his own children as a rat for thereafter to learn his lesson, which is when you have a guest and you offer them food from your table, then you're automatically cursed if you kill them. Mm. And that's what the Starks and all the lords and ladies are supposed to abide by, like, is that if you go to someone's house and they offer you food and bread, then automatically you're safe. Yep. Yeah. But... Walter Frey went against that so yeah. that means he's cursed and I love that his curse and come up and ends up being Arya doing the exact same thing yep. that the Rat King did yep, absolutely. in the story yeah yeah I, I, one, I think again just the Red Wedding itself the setup to the, the lead up all of it is one of the best in all of TV history yeah just the best yeah from the moment and I already felt the terror <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen but the moment they closed the doors and yeah. I was just like I sat in my chair, and, and y'all can't see me, but I sat in my chair, and I said, wait a minute, why y'all locking the door? And I'm in here with you. I've never been in a room where someone locks a door when you're in there with them. Mm. Unless something else is going to go down. Unless it's going down. <laughs> yeah, unless it's going down. So I knew, I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And also, water, got this, water has a suspicious ass yeah. uh, uh, 
wave about him anyway. He just looked like he gonna betray you. Just just any everything he does, the way he smells, the way he looks, just looks like it's gonna be against you. So for that to start that way, but the brutality, again, probably worse than almost all of TV history. I don't recall ever seeing the brutality that uh, pronounced. No, and it was so, it's so well done, like we said, and like y'all should all go out and read that oral history of this episode because it really talks about how everything, but even the actor who plays Walter Frey, his acting leading up to it is so incredible because he even made you think, oh, this guy's not so bad. You know, <laughs> like, oh, he accepted because Rob came in apologizing. Yeah, and then and he's then like, he okay, it's all like, good, and he's smiling at Rob. And like, but he doesn't even, like, he does, like, he doesn't really, I feel like if you're, if you have like a race for like creep set creep yeah and sex and you're just like ooh like you never he's like talking about to Liz, he's like oh so you want it y'all can see that body under that dress no that part is disturbing but after the like when they're sitting in there and when he when uh Edmure is about to marry the woman and you see that she's a cutie yeah and he looks over Rob and he's like see look you know everything's okay everything's great. Yeah, so, it's like oh you know it's all good you know I forgave you bro yeah. look I got a the, you know cutie for your dude it's all good and then swala you know yeah. no it ain't all good it's, it's Walder it's Rob it's I'm sure I name all the people who were in that room but it's, it's them Talisa Talisa it's Caitlin, Caitlin. Edmure the blackfish throws out to piss right before which saves right. him Did, didn't, I thought Edmure and the, and the young and his Edmure and his wife get yeah. taken off to the dungeon no, no they get no, off they, they get left. taken off to her room for the bedding right so but then he ends up in the dungeon he ends up in the dungeon later later yeah. but, but he's like but, but again yeah. the end goal is that Frey yeah. wants a legitimate claim to Riverrun he yeah. knows technically he has it because he got the okay from the Lannisters mm-hmm. but he wants that legitimate like child yeah so that's why he's cool yeah with yeah. Them consummating the, the marriage. This is yeah. a mass murder at a wedding. Um, all the people I just named get it. Yeah. Including what was what fucked me up the most when a soldier, I believe it was soldier, or one of the, one of them stabbed Talisa in the stomach. Yeah. It was, it was one Talisa of the was it was one of the phrase. Talisa was pregnant with Rob's baby. Yeah. And was stabbed in the stomach first, then she was stabbed. So, like, yo, we're going to make sure your kin does not make it, and then you're gone, too. I just want to note that the cruelty was for TV because they didn't do that in the show. I mean, I mean the, the book. book. Yeah, but that is... It, I, I mean, I just want to know. They didn't do that on... But they legit... Caitlin, Caitlin got her throat slit. Yes. Yes. Was that happening in the book? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, okay. Talisa's just not there in the book. Talisa's not even okay. a ca- but, there's but another character. Rob's kid is still... No. Potentially alive? No. No? No. In the book, um, Rob, so the Lannisters planned everything. Oh, and they still get to right. yeah. They did plan everything. So they actually planted one of their people from Casterly Rock, like one of their bannermen. They had her meet up with Rob in the battlefield. She, Her name is Jane. She gets married to Rob. And Rob is, that's whenever everything goes awry. Her parents don't allow her to go to the Red Wedding. Oh. They make her say she's sick. So... And they also give her the potion that does not allow her to get pregnant. Wow. So they just... Question, um, since you cannot stand Caitlyn so much, how did you feel when she got the big one, when she got the true death? Um, I thought that she was coming back, because in the book she comes back. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that she yeah. comes back. Oh, you didn't know about she that? She comes the back whole as a zombie. I, I told you, I, won't, I will not read the book. All right, well, let's, let's not get into that. But yeah, um, I didn't hate Caitlyn that much, and... Even rewatching this, uh, like in my rewatch, I fast forwarded through the whole murder scene. I got up to the point when the music started playing. I was like, all right, I'm good. It's too much. Yeah, it's way too much. It's way too much. Like, I don't care how much you hate Caitlyn. I actually stuck up for Caitlyn because I hate the rest of her family. 
And, you know, Rob, I, kn- I knew that Rob, that his foolish death could not be avoided. To finally answer that listener question, Rob's death could not be avoided because he's an idiot. He know? was going to get it. One with this, when yeah. he killed, who did he kill? Oh, when Carstark. he behaved Carstark. Carstark. Yeah. It was when over. He, when he, once he did that. It was over. I mean, he's already been When Rob was out chopping the tree when his dad got killed. Yeah. When he's out swinging a sword at a goddamn tree okay. for no reason. That's not, no, that's just him being stupid. No. no that Everyone was, can have no. a stupid moment. That, that was, was his, the moment. That was his one. Okay. Was that his Rickon moment? That was the moment I was like, oh, this boy done. That was him Rickon smashing the nuts moment. When I knew that both of them were done. But every every character should be able to have one dummy moment. And I'm like, that was Rob's dummy moment. No, no, no. Rob's downfall was the minute he he beheaded the car Stark. Yeah. That was he, he he sealed his deal for him. Because I was just because even though I was like, Marrying Talisa was all married. Kind of no, getting married. Yeah. Uh, I mean that let that was I mean that that just kept it making worse. But to me, the the beginning of the end was that car Stark move. Mm-hmm. Like you can you no, we we learn later why you don't do that, and you explain why you don't do that, uh, uh, Portia. So that was to me with the beginning of the end. So I knew something was gonna hit him. Uh, chopping that tree and marrying that woman, I knew it from there. <laughs> early, early, folks. Um, I think that's about it for this episode of Castle Black. Jeez. As we wrap up season three and next week, well, actually, I mean, by the time you hear this very quickly after that, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm bugging. No, we just gave you season two. Make sure you go back and check that. This is really quickly return season three you're here right now mm-hmm. we'll be doing season four next week where well, we got season four five six that's it in seven seven, seven and then eight is the you yeah. know return are y'all ready Whew. So, i think yeah. now we're starting to get a little scared now yeah now <laughs> yeah when you're reliving all these traumatic experiences then you go then you start putting the puzzle pieces back together mm-hmm. and seeing how it's all leading and yeah. seeing and like it real that you know people come back to life you know have a short time on the show when they do come back to life there's always a price to pay there's always a price to pay for your actions and that's why i keep telling people john snow ain't making it Oh, Lord. I, uh, I ain't making it through season eight, folks. I'm not betting on anyone, but I do know there was a question that was going around Twitter who was asking, like, who are your top six people that if they're gone after the season, you'll be crushed? Jon Snow's dead, folks. But I feel like I feel like most people are already of the, of the mind frame that Daenerys and Jon are out. So nobody's really putting them I on the list. Like, I always feel like Jon's not because uh, he, it happened already. But anyway. Um, Done. We're going to have our poll of the winners and losers and other things for season three. Make sure, as we said earlier, that you are following Castle Black Pod on Twitter. Um, Make sure that you guys vote in that poll. And as we said earlier, if you have any questions, complaints, all that stuff, hit us up. I would love to see it. You can leave a comment on the SoundCloud if you're feeling froggy, but I would actually Please suggest... leave a comment, even if you're not feeling froggy. Or if you're, if you're not just feeling, feeling good and happy. Yeah, if you just want to say, yo, I- I'm screaming with y'all, whatever, leave a comment. But also hit us up, uh, contact at 4 And remember, if you want to get this in your inbox... I don't know, uh, a podcast box every week, you have to subscribe to For All Nerds. That's the only way you're going to be able to listen to Castle Black. Yeah, there it is. 